Well, good morning and happy new year, Porsche community. Uh, those who are in the auditorium and those who are joining us online and those listening in on our podcast. Um, however you are connecting with us today, we're really glad that you're doing that. I'm Shannon, the lead pastor at the Porch Community Church, and obviously I am from home today. We, the uh, COVID-19 virus has visited the Patterson household, so I look forward to being back in person with you next week. Uh, a special welcome to those who are joining us for the first time. Uh, we would love to know that you are, so whether it's online or in person, you could drop us a, a DM or just let us know in the comments or see someone in a red here to serve shirt and uh, let them know it's your first time today. We just want to say hello to you and and say uh, that we're glad that you're with us. So um, before we jump into this message today that I have been praying about and working on for several months, uh, I want us to uh, go to the Lord in prayer together. So let's do that. God, we thank you for your word, which is powerful. It's full of truth. It's full of light. It's full of life. And God, um, I believe each and every one of us are in need of truth and light and life today. So would you uh, inspire us by your Holy Spirit um, through your word for the sake of your son Jesus, and it's in his name we pray. Amen. Amen. So we are going to be in two places today, in Romans chapter 12, Romans 12 in the New Testament, and then in Deuteronomy chapter 6, Deuteronomy 6, which is in the Old Testament. So if you have your Bibles and you want to turn there, you can put your finger in Deuteronomy, because we're going to start in Romans, Deuteronomy, and then we'll go back to Romans. Uh, while you're turning there, um, funny joke to tell you, it's a short one. Uh, last year, January of 2020, we started our New Year series, and it was titled, are you ready for this? Best Year Ever. <laughs> so there you go. There's your funny joke. Um, now, hey, listen, it's all about perspective, I think, and um, that's exactly what we're talking about today is our perspective. So we're starting this new series called The 167. The 167. Now, you may have already figured out what it means, but what it boils down to is there are 168 hours in a week. And uh, for most believers across the globe, uh, most definitely in Western culture, the accepted practice is to uh, get together, participate in worship uh, with the church for about an hour. Now that varies, depends on churches and stuff, but the time frame is usually somewhere around an hour. So what that does then is that leaves 167 other hours. And so the question, which is the, the foundation of the series, is how do you honor God in the 167 hours that you're not together participating with the church? How do you do that? And that's what we're going to talk about in this series. Because the reality is, and I, and I think this is something we really need to mention, is that with all that's happened in the last year, people are not content with just being able to come to worship. And what I mean by that is that some people have been like, it's been difficult, but I'm going to find a way to get there, but I want more. And then there's been those who are still viewing online who have yet to come back to the physical church because you're just like, it is not possible for me, for my family, for my situation, because of my job. I cannot do that yet. 
and and so you have craved something more so this is why we're doing this series because there are 167 other hours that we should be focused on and we spend an inordinate amount of time focusing on that one hour when we uh, participate in what we would call a church service or a worship service so romans 12 Verse 1 and 2 is kind of our, this is our anchor verse. Uh, this is what it's all hinging on. It's right here. This is the theme verse for the series. And it says this, and, I, and I'm going to be reading from the message. And here it goes. So we're talking about the 167. So here's what I want you to do. God helping you. Okay, that's always good. Take your everyday, ordinary life, your sleeping, eating going to work and walking around life and place it before God as an offering. Embracing what God does for you is the best thing you can do for him. Don't become so well adjusted to your culture that you fit into it without even thinking. So this is a four week series. We're gonna carry this through the end of January. And what I would love is if we could memorize Romans 12, verse one together as a church. And so we're gonna say it together every week. We're gonna look at the verse every week. And I'd really like us to memorize it. I mean, what a, you know, first of the year, everyone's like, let's do something. Let's learn a verse together. So um, let's say this verse together, Romans 12, one from the message. Repeat, uh, say with me, ready? So here's what I want you to do. God helping you take your everyday, ordinary life, your sleeping, eating, going to work, and walking around life, and place it before God as an offering. That's the entire theme of the series. This is, is, it's encapsulated right here in this verse. This is what we want to do. This is why we're talking about the 167, okay? We want to place our lives before God as an offering. That's what we want to do. And the Greek word for offering here, um, it also means sacrifice. They, they interchange. Is this word, thusia, uh, thusia. Uh, and, and what it is, I mean, it's, it's what it says. It's something that you give up. It's something that you offer over. Imagine um, putting your offering or your sacrifice on an altar like we read about in the Old Testament. Imagine putting uh, your offering or your sacrifice on an altar. Here's the thing about that. When an offering or a sacrifice is placed on an altar, um, it was to be fully consumed. That means whether it was burnt up or whether it was eaten and shared by the priests, but whatever was given to God, offering, sacrifice, it was placed on the altar and there was zero, zero, a possibility for take backs like you didn't place it on the altar for the time you were in the temple and then take it back up and leave it was there to be fully consumed that was worship that was all in that was i'm i'm all into this and this is what the thusia sacrifice offering means and so i, I really would love to talk a whole bunch more about this sacrifice um, but we just don't have the time however and this is what i'm really excited about uh, we're starting a podcast this week. Uh, myself and the media pastor, Josh Harrell, we're going to be doing a podcast during this series and the following series. And um, this is going to be just one of the ways that we want to equip you in the 167 when we're not together. So we're going to do a, a podcast each week to do kind of a follow-up 
or to give more information or share more about the, the sermon the week before and just other information and ideas going on in the church. So we're going to be doing that, and I'm going to talk this coming week about this Pesia sacrifice and how Jesus meets the requirements of the Old Testament sacrifice and offering. So I hope you'll uh, be watching for that. There'll be information on how to get that and see that and listen to it and all that stuff. So, so Romans 12.1 tells us to place our lives before God as an offering, right? So ask yourself this then, because um, this is a question I asked myself. How do I bring God that kind of an offering? Because it's not the Old Testament. I'm not at the temple, right? If we're talking about the 167, then I'm not at church. So how do I bring an offering? What do I offer? And when do I offer it? So here's the phrase I want you to remember. I want this to hang with us. With everything, always. With everything, always. You bring God an offering. When do you do it? You do it always. How do you do it? With everything. What do you bring? Everything. You worship with everything you have. You worship with everything you are. You worship wherever you are. You worship whenever you are. This is the 167. With everything always. Now, let's go over to uh, Deuteronomy chapter 6, verses 5 through 9. I'm also in the message uh, here as well. So how do we uh, worship God in the 167? With everything always. Listen to what Deuteronomy says. It says, love God, your God, with your whole heart. Love him with all that's in you. Love him with all that you've got. There it is. Write these commandments that I've given you today on your hearts. Get them inside of you. Then get them inside your children. Talk about them wherever you are, sitting at home or walking in the street. Talk about them from the time you get up in the morning till you fall in the bed at night. Tie them on your hands and foreheads as a reminder. Inscribe them on the doorposts of your homes and on your city gates. Deuteronomy says, how do we honor and worship God? With everything, always. It's, it's right there. With everything, always. So, Wherever I am, that's where I'm supposed to worship God. Whenever I am, that's when I'm supposed to worship God. Whatever I have, that's what I'm supposed to worship God with. And so we should be viewing our life in light of worship. So that would be the one that we're together, the one hour, plus 167, right? There's 168 hours in the week. Let's do that, which it goes into a week and a month and a year and on and on. Here's the deal, though. We've got to be really, really honest with ourselves about this, okay? A lot of us, a lot of us, so many people, we do our God thing for one hour or so, and we're like, okay, cool, I went to church, I did the God thing, I tuned in online, I even made my family pay attention, or at least not be on their devices, right? So we turned to Romans 12. We, we did the Deuteronomy 6 thing. We, we worshiped. We, we did it. It took a little more than an hour. I was wondering there for a minute what you were doing, Shannon, but there's all this other amount of time where we can be making our lives and offering to God, but do we? Do we? Do we really? And this is what I, I really want to impress on you today. And I tried to think of a visual, something tangible to help make this point and help it kind of stick with us. 
Um, so I'm going to use my glasses today as an example. Now, these glasses, if I had worn these, I don't know, maybe even 10, 10 years ago or so, um, you would have seen a line across the middle of them because they are bifocals. I, they call them transitions now, which I thought were like the sunglasses to indoors, which anyway, but used to be you could, you would, there would be two different basically prescriptions in your glasses and one would be one and the bottom one the other and there'd be a line in the middle. Well, now they make it where you don't see the line. So I finally gave in about two years ago because I am nearsighted, which means I can't see far away. It took me about 20 years to figure that out. Um, so I need a visual aid to see far away, but if I wore glasses for that, when I would read up close, it was way too much and I'd have to take my glasses off all the time. So I have bifocals, transitions, and what they do is they allow me now, I have clarity, no matter where I'm looking, far away or up close, I have clarity now because these glasses allow me to do that. Okay, so here's the example that I wanna give. This, these glasses I'm gonna use as an example of a worldview, God's worldview. Okay, I'm not saying my glasses give me God. These glasses are an example of, the, of God's, of, of the way that God views the world and the way he desires us to view the world, okay? And so when I put these on, it's almost like I'm, I'm, I'm in the word of God. I'm, I want to align my life with God's word. I want to align my will with God's will. And what I'm trying to do is I want to have a worldview that matches God. Okay, that's, that's what I want to do. And so, and, and here's what you need to know, okay? We all have something that we put on to view the world. We all do. We all do. And you might be sitting there going, I don't particularly think that I have a specific worldview. Trust me, you do. We all do. And so the question is not whether you have a worldview. The question is whether or not you have intentionally formed your worldview based on Jesus Christ or if you have allowed your worldview to be shaped by other forces around you. That's a reality, folks. Because the culture around us is constantly working, screaming, really, for us to view the world through a lens that is situational, through a, a lens that is highly emotional, and through a lens that is often selfishly motivated. Like this is the, these are the lenses that are often offered to us. And porch community, that is so very dangerous. So here's the example I want to offer to us today. How do we worship God in the 167? Well, first of all, we need a worldview that is of God. And so how are we viewing the world? Because this is going to make a huge difference. So I can go, all right, got my God glasses on for an hour. Okay, I'm going to participate in the community of faith. I'm going to be at church. I'm going to be at a worship service. I'm going to go to a, a community group or whatever, right? All is good. But here's what happens. So many of us do. We do this for an hour, but then we go, okay, time's up. And then we go and we take them off. And we, t and we don't just take the God glasses off, but then we put on another worldview. I know, before I even do this, I know, man, you guys are going to screen grab this stuff, and I'm going to see it later, but I don't care. I'm going to do it anyway. Because sometimes we take off our God glasses, and then we put on another worldview, and I want to offer you a couple of examples. Okay, you ready? Yes, the googly eyes. 
I think that's what they're called. You know what these do? These googly eyes represent a worldview of just, can you believe what they said, what they posted, what was written? Oh my goodness, the news, the reports, oh my gosh. And what happens is, here's what we do. We go, hey, I'm at church and I'm going to love God. And God's word says that I'm supposed to see everyone as this amazing person and a child loved by God. And I'm supposed to love my enemies and I'm supposed to you know, if we disagree, that's okay. God's bigger than that. Oh, yes. Amen. Amen, brother. And, we t and then we leave, and then we go, I can't believe that moron. What a jerk. He's a lunatic. And this is what we do. And so that's, that's a worldview that we got to be careful of. A worldview that is that is driven by outrage. A worldview that is driven by, by what... Um, news and other people tell us we should be listening to this worldview is dangerous friends and we got to be careful about this that we don't we don't uh, allow these lenses to become you know how we view the world all the time all right here's another worldview example i wanted to give to you okay this one uh you might have to hang with me for a minute to get it all right um i would call this worldview the um the shallow cliche worldview, like shallow Christianity. Almost, it's not even really Christianity. It just uses Christian words. And here's what, they're, they're shamrocks, okay? Um, this is kind of like, I hope everything works out. This is like stuff you could put on a bumper sticker. This is God is my co-pilot and I'm too blessed to be stressed and God won't give me more than I can handle. And, and you know, if I know that, you know, it, God loves me. And, I'm, and nothing's going to happen bad to me. You know, like this is that worldview. And it's very, very shallow. And what I found is that, that people who view the world through this, um, what often goes on is that it's not real. It's not real faith. And so when real life happens to them, they are really disappointed. And I've seen people walk away from God because of a worldview of, of shallowness, of cliche Christianity. And, and they just want to, I'm just going to live my truth. You know, there's no depth to it. It's, you know, almost like new agey kind of thing. And, you know, God's just a parachute or an insurance policy, but it's not real. And I've seen people who've been so disappointed and walked away from God because this was the, the real worldview that they wore most of the time. All right. So we got to watch out for that. We need clarity. We need clarity. Okay. <clears throat> here's, here's the other one. Um, this one's probably the, the biggest meme one I'm gonna see, but oh my goodness, y'all, this is this is a this is one I'm I'm susceptible to as well. This is the you know jumbo party glasses. This is like life is big, everything's great, I love everything, I love everyone, I want to experience everything. Man, I want to experience, like, college is so awesome. I want to go for, like, uh, four extra years, and I don't care if I take on debt because I just want to experience it, you know? I just want to, you know what, I, I really like our, our 2,000 square feet, but I want to experience 4,000 square feet, so let's take on that debt because life is big, and I want more and more and more, and we take it on, and we take it on, and we, we go places, and we do things, and life is big, and I just want everything to be amazing. Well, the problem with this worldview, friends, is that when we think that life is big, it often requires from us big money and big time. And what inevitably happens is that while we are trying to live big, 
we're giving very, very little to God. We overcommit our time to living big so that we don't have anything left over. It's like we, we fool ourselves and we think that, that, that we're living big even for God sometimes, but upon closer examination, we likely find we're, we're living big but worshiping small or, you know, we're, we're cheering for our team real big, you know, every weekend, but we're celebrating Jesus just a little bit if we've got time. We're spending big, but we're giving back to God small. Our time is big. Like, we think it's big for God until it's not because we're so overcommitted. Life is big, and we just want to take it all in, and that's just not possible for us. And trying to experience it all, what I found is that your experiences really have no depth. So we've got to be careful about about these life is big worldview. Now here's a, the final worldview, and this is the one that really kind of gets me kind of riled up a little bit. I'll have to be careful. But here's the one. Oh my goodness, you guys are going to get me on this one, I know. Here's the lens that says, this is like your incognito mode, like on your on your browser, right? This is the, I know I shouldn't do this. I know this isn't really who I am. I know this isn't what people think about me. But, you know, but this is, this is just the way it is. Like everybody, everybody looks at these things online and everybody tells lies and everybody talks about everybody else. And, and this is just how it is. This, everyone's kind of a little unfaithful like this. Everyone has shady business practices. Like this is just how it is. Hey, this is just, this is the real world, Pastor Shannon. This is just the way it is. But, uh, but I'm going to be cool, right? So I'm going to, I'm going to come to church and I'm going to, I'm going to say, hey, yes, amen, yay, Jesus. But then I'm going to, but then I'm going to go about the rest of my business and, and this is just the way it is. <laughs> I really, I, I t we tell Mallory not to say the word hate. I hate <laughs> when someone uh, says this is just the real world to me. Like, first of all, I'm not an idiot. Second of all, I, I had a whole other career before I was in church. And just because I work at the church doesn't mean I don't understand life, right? I had someone tell me one time, um, this blew me away, uh, that you should never walk into a meeting that you don't know what the outcome is going to be. Okay, and then you go, all right. Never walk into a meeting that you don't know what the outcome is going to be. Here's the follow-up they said. Always have a meeting before the meeting with the people that matter. Always have a meeting before the meeting with the people that matter. And this came from a person who was serving in leadership in a church, and they were actually referring to church business, like, like ministry, like ministers. They, this was referring to that. And what I, they were viewing the work of the church through a, a backroom, good old boy, manipulative, you know, it's all in who you know worldview. This is what they did. And, and it was kind of like a, well, that's just the way it is, Pastor Shannon. No, no, no. You know, that's just the way it works. No, no, no. That's not the way the world works. That's the way your worldview works. And I'm not going to play that game. I told you this riles me up. I'm sorry. Right? Take those lenses off. We don't, we don't need this. This is straight up hypocrisy. This is what this is. It's saying one thing and doing another. Porch community, I would love to say to you that I have not worn these lenses or even these lenses 
I'd love to say to you that, I, that I'm not susceptible to these. And I would love to say that I haven't worn these, even in the past year, but I have. I've come to realize, though, I cannot honor God with everything, always. I cannot truly live into the 167 other hours of the week if I am constantly changing out my worldview depending on the circumstance. I, I can't view that. I can't. These worldviews, I, I, I can't view the world through these lenses and worship with everything always. And so what we've got to do is we've got to stop and ask ourselves, and here's a question for you. How many pairs of glasses, how many different worldviews are you, am I, viewing the world through in a given week? How many pairs of glasses are you viewing the world through right now? Because see, my prayer is that this visual... <laughs> with these novelty glasses will stick in your mind so that you ask yourself that question over and over again. Because what I want for you, Porch Community, what I want is for us to worship God with everything always. I want you in 2021 to be able to worship God with everything always, to live into that 167. So how do you, how do you, you want to grow closer to God in 2021, right? You want to wade out of the shallows. You don't want to have cliche shallow faith. Like you want the deeper things of God. There is no magic formula, but I will tell you that you cannot honor God with everything always swapping out your lenses with every circumstance and environment that you encounter. We just can't. You keep on these one set of lenses that bring clarity to things near and to things near and to things far. You bring you you keep on these this one world view that is centered on God, the worldview that glorifies God, the worldview that praises God, this this worldview that has an expectation of truth and honesty and integrity, the worldview that seeks to truly see other people as loved by God. And that worldview these these kind of lenses are found in the word of God. As, as followers of Jesus, like we have to make this conscious decision to take off all these other lenses, to remove them from our life. And go, no, no, I want to I want to honor God. I want to worship God. I want to bring I want to bring my offering of my life with everything always. It's what I want to do. With everything always. And what happens is when we put on these lenses, it illuminates everything. It changes the way we view the world. That's where we get our definition of worldview. Listen, so let's go back to Romans chapter 12. And now let's look at verse 2 um, and read further into it. We got a little bit into it a moment ago. Romans 12 verse 2. Don't become so well-adjusted to your culture that you fit into it without even thinking. This is what we do, friends. Instead, fix your attention on God. And you will be changed from the inside out. Readily recognize, and this is what we do, we can recognize, what he wants from you and quickly respond to it. Unlike the culture around you, always dragging you down to its level of immaturity 
God brings the, the best out of you and develops well-formed maturity in you. Readily recognize. And how do we do that? We need a worldview. We need a worldview. We need God's lenses. We don't need this other stuff. We worship with everything always. Not, not church stuff here and home stuff there and work stuff here and school stuff there and all that. No, 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 no. No, with everything always, with everything everywhere, at church, at rest, at home, at work, with everything always. His to be fully consumed offering sacrifice with everything always. This is how we live into the 167. And I look forward to going further into this with you in the coming weeks. Porch community, this has been on my heart for several months now. I'm so excited to share it with you. And um, it is my prayer for myself and for you that we will live into this fully and completely. Let's pray together. God, thank you for your word. Thank you for truth. God, I pray today that this word has been powerful and that it will stay with us and that it will, it will, we will keep recalling it and recalling it, that we will find ourselves going back to Romans chapter 12. We will just keep going back to it and back to it, that we'll find ourselves in Deuteronomy 6 again, saying, how, how do I honor God with my life? How do I bring an offering, a sacrifice to God? And Lord, we want to bring everything always. Help us by your Holy Spirit on this journey. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen.